Hey, whatever. You are now tuned in to the Growing Gardenias podcast, a podcast created to bring you insight on mental wellness and self-help. Always remember you are still growing and still learning daily and you are lovely. Subscribe for weekly gems. Gardenia blessings to each of you. I'm your host, Niara Jasmine, and this is episode 21, Out of the Darkness. Hello, my lovelies. It's been so long. Hi, how's everyone doing? I know I've been so MIA, but we're going to talk about why. I hope everyone has been amazing, and I hope you're ready for more Growing Gardenia's content again. I hope you missed me or whatever. So tonight's shout out Sunday honestly just goes to everyone who inquired about what was going on or checked in on me. You guys know who you are. Um, You really motivated me to push through and just start creating again, despite how I'm feeling on the inside. So just thank you for being amazing and just for all the love and support. And we're back, baby. Okay, so let's get into it. Ooh, child. Post-grad depression. So a little context for those of you who may not have seen my last post on the Growing Gardenia's Instagram page. I've been super depressed and that's why I haven't been posting any new episodes or any motivational messages like I normally do just because I felt like a fraud and I felt like, you know, I didn't feel any type of positivity. So if I were to put out a positive message, it literally would just be like not really genuine. And I pride myself in being pretty genuine. So I just didn't want to do it at all because I felt like it would have been fake because this is not how I'm feeling and I'm giving you guys this message but I'm feeling the total opposite so that's just backstory so pretty much I just graduated in May from Columbia University with my master's in clinical psychology so I was like oh I'll be able to get a job get my experience you know fill up my resume with good stuff whatever and I'll be able to get into a PhD program But that has not been the case. And I'm like, hello, this is a whole Ivy League school. I should have had a job the day after I graduated. Obviously, that's not realistic. But that was low-key my thought process. I'm like, I'm spending all this money. I was told, oh, the name of Columbia will take you so many places. Okay, so why don't I have a job? So I've just been super discouraged. And also, like, I recently graduated. So people keep asking me, oh, so what are you doing now? What's next? What's going on? And I'm like, um, I'm struggling. <laughs> like struggling is my current occupation. Thanks. And if you don't have a new occupation for me, stop asking me that. And it's like people don't realize how much pressure they put on graduates when they ask them that. What's next? Like, just stop asking us that because we don't know. <laughs> like, it's great the, for the people who do know. But like a lot of us don't know. And a lot of us are trying to piece our lives together because the change from being a student to being an adult is hard. And it's just like I was just talking to my friend the other day and I'm like, I realized my entire identity was based on being a student. And now that I'm not a student, I'm kind of lost. Like, I don't really know who I am right now. Like, if I'm not a student, what am I? Like, where does my success come from? If I considered my success to be what I accomplished as a student, now what? So along with being depressed, I've been having an identity crisis. (laughs) So I've just been really discouraged and just having zero drive to do anything. And that also just leads to a whole bunch of irrational thinking. Like, you know, when you're just going through a hard time and you just start thinking of like the worst case scenarios. So literally, that's me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get a job. I won't make any money. I won't get any experience that I'm going to need, like research or clinical. Then I won't get into a PhD program. And then I won't become a clinical psychologist. And I'm going to turn to drugs and become like a crackhead. And literally, that's my thought process. And although it's 
it's like super irrational I was really starting to think like okay that's gonna be how I turn out and just those irrational thoughts really contributed to me being a hot mess and just being like super down with all that being said I still am a bit discouraged but I am trying to keep my hope alive so I'm going to talk about some of the things that I've been doing and some things that have been helping me to stay sane and if you're going through something it may not necessarily be post-grad depression it could be any type of depression or any feelings of sadness or helplessness or like you're just lost whatever these may or may not help out a bit I hope that they do but as always like I always say you're not alone in the struggle and you don't have to face these things alone and I also wanted to start creating again because I don't want to let my darkness consume me it's very easy when you're feeling down and depressed to kind of just let it consume you and I didn't want that to happen and I did kind of let it consume me for a few weeks which is why I wasn't posting anything but a few of you guys hitting me up it just gave me like the extra push that I needed. So thank you. You probably didn't realize how much that helped me, but I appreciate you guys. So thank you. And don't get me wrong. I'm still a hot mess, but you know, we could be hot messes together. We can work on this together. So before I get into the things that have been helping me, one of them is a form of therapy. It's not used that much anymore, but it's still a form of therapy and I will put it in the information text box so you guys can like read up on it yourself. But I just want to make the disclaimer that I am not a licensed clinical psychologist yet. So please take this advice at your own risk. Okay, that's just my disclaimer. So anyway, let's get into it. First on the list, one of the things that I've been using to take me out of my depression is something called REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. So this form of therapy was developed by the late Dr. Ellis. And in my first or second semester, maybe at Columbia, I had the opportunity to take REBT with Dr. Ellis's wife, who is also Dr. Ellis. And she just made it really interesting and really appealing and I've always liked this form of therapy ever since I learned about it and I felt like some of its practices you can kind of give yourself like homework and do on your own. Now another disclaimer you shouldn't practice therapy on yourself because you're not a licensed clinician and even if you are clinicians also have their own clinicians like you just shouldn't try to do everything by yourself but I just think that this specific activity that I'm going to talk about you can do by yourself because I think it's really self-explanatory and I think it's really helpful. So let me just explain what REBT is and like its general principles. Basically, what REBT is saying is that you have a choice in how you conduct your life and in what you let influence your feelings and your emotions. And I quote this from the REBT book. It is our perception of events and of ourselves that will create or uncreate positive emotions. People who are aware that they control their emotional and behavioral destinies have a far greater chance of experiencing more joy, less misery, and a healthy stability even when coping with hardships. Pretty much, it encourages logic and reasoning in your thinking instead of irrational thoughts. It also says that people's absolutistic musts and shoulds are what causes disturbances in your mental health. So for example, I must be successful. I must finish college by this age. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Or else I'll be a failure or else I'm a horrible person. 
That's irrational thinking. And the problem with that is people believe these irrational opinions of themselves to be facts. And it's like words have power. So if you're filling your head with these irrational thoughts, that's what you're going to believe about yourself. So REBT says that we create and we control our emotional and behavioral destiny by the way that we think. And we have a choice pretty much to be mentally stable or not. That's a general overview of what REBT is. I hope I explained that clearly. And obviously, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to try and explain it further. So pretty much what has been helping me is something within this form of therapy called the ABCDE theory. So A is the activating event. B is the belief system, which are usually like your shoulds, your musts, is what you think, it's how you think, your rational beliefs, your absolutistic thinking. C is the consequences from those beliefs. D is disputation. So why do you have these thoughts and are they hurting you or are they helping you? And E is creating effective new philosophy. So replacing your irrational thoughts with rational thoughts. So this pretty much teaches you to dispute negative thoughts and replace them with rational thoughts, not even just positive thoughts, but rational thoughts. And I'm not going to lie. When I first learned about this, I was like, this is literally bull. Like, what is this? This isn't going to work. How am I going to replace negative thoughts with rational thoughts if this is what I believe? And I just had a whole bunch of stuff to say I was a disbeliever and then I actually started to do it like daily like how my professor recommended and it really did change like my thought process like it started to become a thing where I automatically if I had a negative thought would replace it with a rational thought and then I stopped practicing it because I wasn't in the class anymore and I didn't have to so I fell off but me being in this funk I was like let me just try this again because I remember it did start to change my thought process So in the ABCDE method, you actually identify the consequences before the beliefs. So the C comes before the B. And that's to figure out which beliefs are negative and unhealthy and which ones are okay. So for example, some unhealthy negative emotions would be anxiety, depression, rage, shame, guilt, jealousy, hurt. And I'm getting this, I'm quoting this from the REBT textbook. I'm not plagiarizing. I will (laughs) cite it and everything. And Some healthy ones are frustration, disappointment, annoyance, etc. Like you're allowed to feel those. But when it turns into like anxiety, depression, guilt, jealousy, stuff like that, that's when it becomes unhealthy. So to put it into context with my situation, my activating event, my A would be me graduating with my master's but not finding a job yet. Right. So my C, because the C comes before the B, you can do it in whatever order, really. Well, I do it in whatever order. Maybe you can't, but I do. My C would be me feeling anxious and depressed and feeling worthless and feeling like I'm going to be a failure and a disappointment to myself and to my family. So my belief system is that I must have a job in my field or else I'm a failure and I got my degree for no reason. I hope that this is making sense. I hope you guys are following this. So my disputation is why must I have a job around? Why am I in a rush? Who am I trying to prove something to? Do these thoughts hurt me or do they help me? Why do I feel like if I don't have a job, I'm going to be a failure and a disappointment? Why do I feel worthless? Where am I getting this from? So that part, the disputation is you disputing the irrational thoughts and trying to come to a consensus as to why you think the way you think. And E would be creating effective new philosophies or replacing the irrational with rational thoughts. So for example, I would say just because I haven't found a job yet doesn't make me a failure. I will find a job. Or just because 
I am having trouble with the job search doesn't mean that I'm not going to make it into clinical psychology. I will. So just replacing it with rational thoughts like that. And this pretty much teaches you to replace your negative thoughts with logic, not false positivity or false hope with logic. Like just because something isn't going your way doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. And slowly that kind of has been helping me because it's like I'm reassuring myself. Like I'll have this irrational thought, okay, I haven't found a job yet, so I'm a failure. And then I'll think about this and I'll replace it. Hold on. You're not a failure because you haven't found a job yet. Your job is coming. And worst case scenario for a second, let's say I don't find a job and I really don't go into clinical site like I'm anticipating. Does that make me a failure? Does that mean that my life is over? Is the world ending? Like what's going to happen if things don't go as planned? Am I going to lose everyone and everything? What's going to happen? Like what's so bad about something not going as planned? And so you basically, you sit and you think of all the irrational thoughts that you have and you dispute them and replace them with rational thoughts. If things don't go as planned, it doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean you aren't successful. It doesn't take anything away from your worth or from your character. So replacing your irrational thoughts like you're going to be a failure and fail at life and it's the end of the world with more rational, sometimes positive, because rational doesn't always mean positive, to be honest, but just more logical thoughts eventually your mind will start to do it automatically like my mind doesn't do it automatically anymore because I was doing it for the semester and then I stopped for a couple of I guess years like a year not years a year so my mind doesn't do it automatically anymore so I have to like write it down and I've been writing it down but eventually the more you do it the more you realize that some of these thoughts that you're having are not benefiting you in any way because they are irrational and simply they just don't make sense so Try it out with whatever your irrational thoughts are for like 21 days and just let me know how it works out for you. Um, If you're going through anything, you know, I hope it helps. And it doesn't even have to be that you're going through anything. It literally could just be any irrational thought that you have. And irrational thoughts include some of the unhealthy negative emotions that I spoke about earlier. So, yeah, just try it out and, you know, see if it helps you. So the next thing that has been helping me a lot, a lot, is venting. My poor friends have been hearing me vent about this post-grad life struggle and how sad I am and how discouraged I am for months. But literally, each time I let it out, I feel a little bit better. And for me personally, it just always helps to speak about what I'm going through. So sometimes I talk about it so much, like I feel like I don't want to bother people or burden the people that are closest to me. And so I talk to myself, like, do what you have to do. I cry, I get angry, I yell, I sulk out loud. And it's almost like I'm releasing these negative energies from my spirit and into the universe by just speaking these aloud. They're leaving me and that helps me a lot. That makes me feel better. Like, it doesn't mean that, you know, I have a job and I'm happy. No, I'm still a little on the downside, but it does help me to get these things out. Next is the infamous gratitude journal. So as a graduation gift, one of my good friends, Miriam, hey sis, 
got me a journal that says let that shit go with a picture of Buddha on it. And so I've turned that into my gratitude slash manifestation journal. So every morning I write for like literally five minutes, like it takes no time at all. And I just say what I'm thankful for, like whatever comes to mind. And so it's also my manifestation journal because I've literally manifested something before and it happened exactly how I said it would happen. So like, for example, in my journal, just so you guys can get like a clear picture, I'll start off with dear universe and I'll speak in the present tense as if I have what I'm seeking already. So it'll be something like dear universe, I'm so overwhelmed with joy that I have a position that gives me experience in my fields. I love my amazing coworkers and I love the fact that my supervisor is a great mentor and that I got into a PhD program. I'm highly favored. Like I'll say stuff like that and I say different things every day, but that's just an example of how like it'll go. And it's like, you put it into the universe and leave it alone. And this has been helping me because I just feel like I'm putting out positive vibes into the universe and they're just going to return to me. And it also just makes me more hopeful as well. Another thing that has been helping me are affirmations. And a lot of these things are basic self-care things and that I mention a lot. So just putting that out there. But pretty much I do my affirmations in the mirror. I mentioned that in, I think, the self-worth episode, maybe. I don't know. But pretty much I talk to myself nice. And the more I do it, the more I start to believe it. So like a lot of my feelings of depression were thoughts like, wow, I like feel super useless because, you know, I'm not doing anything in my field. I'm not doing my podcast because I wasn't doing my podcast at the time either. Um, Soon I'm not going to have a job. I'm not in school. So like what? what am I, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. And I was just starting to feel really down and really worthless. So I just started to talk to myself in the mirror, like just words of positivity, just telling myself, like, I love you. You are amazing. You are going to be successful. This is just a hard time right now. Everything is going to be okay. And I do this every morning, either like when I'm brushing my teeth because I have a bathroom mirror, washing my face, whenever. And like, I forgot the other day to do it. And I went to the bathroom mirror at work and I did it when I got to work. And it's like, this helps because like the way you talk to yourself kind of becomes like your inner voice low key if you do it enough. So it's like the more that I do it, I'm not there yet, but the more that I do it is like, it'll start to become automatic. Like I'll just feel this way about myself and slowly but surely start to get out of this funk. Last but not least, and honestly, I feel like this personally has helped me the most out of everything. I'm going to say pray. Literally, I pray so much and I just fight to keep my faith alive. But I pray anytime I'm feeling any type of like sadness or like hopelessness, I just pray. Like, I don't care where I am. I'll just pray. And It's like God won't let you down. And you know what? If you don't believe in God, speak to the universe. Release your worries, your troubles, your fears, your insecurities into the universe and just trust in timing. Like everything happens when it's supposed to, you know, trust in God's timing or the universe's timing. Like everything is going to be okay. But just release those feelings, pray it out, speak to the universe. That literally helps because I always feel much calmer after I pray and meditate, meditate definitely also. But yeah, 
So that concludes this episode. Those are the things that have been helping me that I try to do every day. Um, Not the REBT thing. I don't do the REBT thing every day. Um, The exercise. I only do it when I'm kind of having a breakdown, which is like maybe once every two weeks or something like that. So I hope that these help. And don't forget to send me questions for Ask Me. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you for listening. Gardenia blessings to each of you.